Thank you so much for listening in to the Phenomena Near-Death Experience. It's a show that I've been doing for quite a while, and I'm the host, Kathy Lee Parker. And my guest today is Stacy. She had her experience in 2018, and she's from the United Kingdom. Welcome, Stacy, to my show. Thank you for inviting me, Kathy. You're welcome. And your experience, the, all the experiences are extraordinary. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on, first of all. And uh, let's begin. So you start, you used to, your experience within 2018. So you can start from there. And here we go. Hello? Hello. Sorry. <laughs> Do apologize. That's um, okay. Yes. Mike's. Okay, sorry about that. But you're across the pond, so, you know, you're just like next door. But anyway, yeah. but your experience was extraordinary, especially, you know, what happened to you in the hospital and then going, getting to the hospital. So let's start with the beginning part of how it all started. Well, the beginning part is a bit embarrassing, I find, um, because I noticed a spot on my buttocks <laughs> and um, it wouldn't clear up uh-huh. and I went to I went to the doctors and um oh don't worry about it you know it'll probably clear up anyway they gave me antibiotics and that didn't work um and I I kind of left it for a few weeks Kathy and it just got bigger and worse pain it was quite painful to sit down so in, in the end I thought you know, I'm going to have to go to my local hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I went went to my local hospital and they said to me, oh, because in England we've got like little hospitals and then we've got bigger ones. So I went to the little hospital and they said, oh, that's, we can't do anything here. You're going to have to go to Torbay Hospital and, you know, you're going to have to get that seen to. So I go down to the Torbay Hospital and they within an hour I was on the operating table um, where they lanced the spot they did a swab mm-hmm. and they lanced it and packed it when I came round they said go home and go to your GP in the morning and you'll get it repacked and and they didn't say any more about it now I was feeling a bit sick because they'd obviously given me oromorph and things because of the pain and I didn't really think much more of it but the following morning I went across to my doctors luckily I live across the road from my GP (laughs) and I popped across the road and I said to the nurse I don't feel very well and is it because of the operation yesterday she went oh yeah probably let me just repack it and we'll see you tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. so that was I went across on the Tuesday morning and I said to her, I really am feeling more worse, worse than I did the day before. Stacy, honestly, you're fine. Just come back tomorrow morning and we'll repack it. When I came home, I got into bed and I slept. And the following morning, I said to my daughter, who at the time was 17, I said, I'm not going doctors. I feel so poorly. And she said, mum, you stink. Okay, <laughs> you need to go doctors, something's wrong. 
and I cried. I went across to the doctors. And we were at, honestly, Kathy, we're talking 88 steps from my front door to the doctor's front door. And I went, I went into the doctors and I must have looked really, really poorly because they ushered me into a room and they called for an ambulance. Um, and I was drifting in and out of consciousness. I, I didn't know what was going on, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the last thing I remember before I had my NDE. Yes, it was um, the next thing I know, I'm looking at all these beautiful light, I can't explain it to you, light beings is what I call them. I mean, they are human in shape and, but there was no features there were no facial features. There was no. They were blue and white, glowing beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked around at them, and I just knew in my heart that I wasn't on Earth. I felt like I had already died. And I, I looked at them all. And there was about forty or so of them. It was like a half circle around me of all these all these souls Mm -hmm. and I looked at them and I said uh, am I dead Mm -hmm. and even though there were 40 or so of them I mean I didn't count them one by one do you know what I mean it was like a collective group Mm -hmm. um there was only one voice okay? okay and that one voice said no Stacey you're not you have to go back. And I was like, very, very disappointed because the love and the, I can't, it, it, the love that was given to me was so overwhelming. I felt so at peace, like I'd come home, uh-huh. like I belonged. I belonged with these people. Do you know what I mean? I belonged there. This was my home. And for them to turn around and say, no, I wasn't staying. And then all of a sudden, I was shown all these visions, memories of my life. Wow. Going, going from, from, from far, before, like from a tiny child, I was shown memories going right through, right up until present day. And it was actions that I, things that I'd said or done or things that people had said or done to me that had hurt me it was it wasn't just joyful memories it was painful memories as well but I didn't feel the pain it was like a it was like a rerun of my show like my life was a show mm-hmm. and they were just showing me this and but there was no no negative emotions with it it was like look at these actions at these words and how they've you have hurt somebody or they have hurt you and it to me Kathy it was like a massive healing process I didn't feel like I was being judged but I felt like we're showing you that every action you take has a reaction and you must you need to think about what you're doing and what you're saying because it can cause well, it can cause wonderful joy, but it can also cause hurt and upset. Okay. And I think I've gone through my life 
not really taking into consideration my actions and my words on another person. Mm-hmm. So it was, I really felt like it was a, a healing experience for me. It truly was. Mm-hmm. And after, after they showed me everything, how, they said, how long, sorry, carry on. Stacey, how long did it take to show everything? Was it like, you know, 10 minutes or? There is no sense of time over there. Okay. Okay. So I can't say to you it took X amount of minutes because mm-hmm. it could have happened in a split second, but it could have took an hour. I can't tell you. I can't tell you the time because time just did not exist over there. It could have been very fleeting and very fast, but it, I wish I could answer that question for you, but I can't because there was no time. Time mm-hmm. didn't exist at all. Okay. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it's a complicated question because I can't really answer it. Do you know what I mean? It could have been on fast. Yeah, it could have happened in 10 seconds. It could have taken, in our time, it could have taken a day. I just don't know. I just don't know. But um, it was, for me, like I said to you, it was a healing experience that had to be shown to me to make me realize, you know, because I think I was quite ignorant in my living before. Mm-hmm. If I think about my life pre-coma, I was quite harsh. I was quite cutting. Uh, you know, I was very judgmental, as some of us can be. But I was, you know, I would judge others. And I would, I would be not a nice person, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's really strange because um, people say to me that knew me before the coma and now, you're so different. You're not the person you were before. Where has she gone? You're too soft. You're kind. You're you're really giving and caring. And I'm like, how do I explain to these people that I've been shown some 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 things? Because I don't want to appear crazy, Kathy. Right. Yeah. Because I don't understand. No. Mm-hmm. So I've only I only started talking about my near death experience probably about ten months ago. Mm-hmm. I confided in my daughter and some of my close friends about what I'd seen when I was in that coma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've been interviewed once before by a man in England, mm-hmm. and you really are my second interview. Oh, um, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, and it's, I think people need to know, because for me, <laughs> I always used to ponder, is there life beyond death? Mm-hmm. I used to hope that there was, but you never really know until you die, <laughs> and then it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I feel that people that have had NDEs, it's a confirmation that we go on beyond death. We go on, our soul goes on and, and carries on, and I feel so much joy and happiness now knowing that this is just we're here on earth mm-hmm. to learn lessons mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and to grow spiritually and you know to to help other human beings build them up make them feel good about themselves you know, learn, you know, I've learned a lot of lessons in my life. And but the biggest lesson was this NDE. I can't believe how. How narrow minded and naive and ignorant I was until I got shown all these things that had happened. All these experiences that have happened in my life and how I've affected other people's feelings. Stacy, it's kind of like a blessing in a way Absolutely. that you got to see your life. And, and, and I bet you now you just treasure everything differently now. And, and now these beings, you said you saw 40 beings. And, Maybe uh, more, yeah. Yeah, were some small, tall? What were they were they? all different heights. Yeah, they were all different heights. Okay. A bit like us. We're all different heights, aren't we? Yes, we um, are. They weren't all... There was, the, you know, there could have been a couple of inches between some of them. And there could be a foot between some of them. There was nothing out of the ordinary. There were no great big giant ones or mm -hmm. tiny little midget ones. Do you know what I mean? It was like a crowd of people mm -hmm. stood around me. Um, yeah, they were beautiful and loving and kind and... I can't, it is so, it's nothing to fear. Do you Did know they I mean? give you a message or anything to bring back here? Or, or... It was It was more of a message, a private message to me. Okay. Like how I need to move forward, moving forward with my life. It was like a second chance. Well, look, you need to take control of your actions and be responsible for your words because they have an effect on other people um it's also i find what's really fascinating kathy is there's no sex there's no male or female mm -hmm. do you know they are they are both and neither at the same time and when I first woke up from, you know, when you're lying in the hospital bed and you're pondering things, I was lying there thinking, what, what? I don't understand why, why there's no. And then it dawned on me that we choose to come to this earth as a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the spirit world, you don't have to have sex, do you? Mm -hmm. There is no, there is no sex um you know there's no need to be not either so it, yeah it was like a realization like a light bulb moment um because i've listened to mediums and clairvoyants talking about oh i've got your grandmother here do you know those guys must have to work really hard to get the message across because the the soul that's presented to them is stripped of any physical body it's like a light vibration so they have to share the memories of when they walk this earth you know um and all of it I've, it's just opened up a big pandora box for me of questions you know of well not questions but actually answers it's answered so many questions that i that i wanted to know mm -hmm. 
if that makes sense. Yes. And uh, um, how long was this experience that you had with these beings? Well, I'm going on if we talk about when I came out of the coma, mm -hmm. I would say that I had this experience on the fourth day of my coma when I hit rock bottom, when my physical body was at its worst and they, they, the doctors knew, the surgeons knew if they didn't get ahead of this necrotizing fasciitis, then it would hit my vital organs and I would die. And I think it was at that point in, on the fourth day that I had this experience. Wow. Uh, so I think the first three days I was just being wheeled in and out of surgeries. Mm -hmm. And then I got to that critical point where the bug was eating away at my body and they were panicking because they called my, my family, my husband and children in to say goodbye because they genuinely thought I wasn't going to make it. They they really did. The surgeons thought that they couldn't get ahead of this necrotizing fasciitis. And even though they, they planned to take me in one more time, it was like, listen, this is our last chance. And if this is unsuccessful, unfortunately, sh she's going to die. I mean, my husband fainted when, when they told him. And um, my poor daughter... You know, she was only 17 at the time. It was a lot for my family to go through. Mm -hmm. And I was oblivious to it all because I was, uh, I wasn't even here. I was with spirit. So and how long were you gone? How long would you say you were gone earthly time? Um, I think I was probably gone about... It's, I, I think, about half a day. Wow. Yeah, I think I was over there for about half a day. And did they um, tell you that you were dead? Um, did the doctors tell you you were gone? Um, the doctors um, said, no, because the, the life support machine was keeping me alive. Um, oh. If they turned the machine off, my physical body would have died. Okay. So I think my soul left my body and went to the spirit world mm -hmm. and I feel that the spirit world healed my mind and heal and did something I swear they must have helped do you know what I mean to take me out of my body so that the doctors and surgeons could work on it and then tell me no you're not coming with us you've got more work to do you've got to go back and you have to teach and you have to tell the truth is what they told me. I had to come back and tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, my job now that I'm back and I'm healthier, I mean, there's still physical problems with me. I've still got to have a couple more operations, but my job now is to hopefully help spread the word that there is life beyond the grave mm -hmm. and help 
Yeah. Well, Stacy, hold on for for just two minutes. I'm going to go into a commercial break. Hi, my, Hi, name, my is name is Drusilla. Drusilla. I am the I am founder and owner of Drusilla's, Drusilla's Closet. Closet. I've created a unique, a unique system, system to organize your pantry and kitchen. kitchen. The, system the system also works, works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also, also in my, in my closet, closet, I have unique furniture, furniture art, and decor. And you can you find, can us, find on us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. I'm sitting here with Stacy. Uh, she had her experience in 2018, her near-death experience. And Stacy, we were talking about, you know, you were gone for a day, did you say? How, about half a day, I think, yeah. Wow. That, yeah, I feel. Did you, but, yeah. Did you hear anybody like from you know you were gone, but did you hear your family or anything concerned and worried? No. Do you know it's really weird, right? When I think about when I was in this meeting with spirit, mm -hmm. I and this still upsets me. I didn't care. I didn't want to come back to earth and I didn't care about my husband or children. I did not want to return. And I don't understand, like my desire to stay in this spirit world was so strong. Um, and people have said to me, yeah, but you've got like, you had a husband and children, surely you would have liked to have gone, you know, gone, come back and spend the rest of your life with them. Seriously, at the time, I didn't care. I wanted to stay in this beautiful world of love and compassion and joy and happiness. I hadn't felt that in my entire life ever. Yes, I'd had moments of joy and moments of happiness and you know laughter but this was so overwhelming it was like a massive I can't explain it it's like a massive drug do you know what I mean it was like oh my god I don't ever want it, it was like euphoria I don't ever want to leave I um and it really sounds harsh 
that I didn't care. And I, I, if you, if they had turned around and said to me, yes, you've come home, you know, your, your physical body has died and you're staying with us, I probably would have jumped for joy. Nice. So when, when they told me, no, you've got to go back, I really didn't want to. Did you argue I, with them? <laughs> so say that again did you argue with them and say no yes I, I begged <laughs> I was like please let me stay please I really did beg and um it's crazy isn't it I begged for my death please let me stay I want to be with you I, I, it was just such a wonderful place so when I did open my eyes when I did come round from the coma and everything I was distraught I was gutted. I looked at my family beside my bed uh -huh. and first of all, I was put back into a physical body that just didn't work or my eyes worked, but I couldn't move my hands. My, I couldn't do nothing. Um, and that set fear in me. I'm like, why can't I move? I didn't know what had happened to me. Um, so I was like, I couldn't talk. Or, and I just I looked at my husband and children and I'm not joking tears run down my face and I wanted to scream I genuinely did and it took about four or five days for me to start to be able to string some words together which really upset my family because I think they thought I was going to come out of this coma and be hiya how you doing and I couldn't so that was a shock for them too um and the wall of pain that had hit me when I opened my eyes, because obviously they'd cut my butt off um, and it had massive, great big bandages on it, which had to be changed every day, sometimes up to eight times a day. They had to change it and it was horrific pain. They had me on so many drugs, ketamine, morphine, trying to stop this pain, gas and air every time they had to change it. So I was put back in this body and I really hit a wall of depression. And I can be honest, it probably took me about six months to readjust. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? To readjust to being back on Earth. Wow. No, and, I, um, yeah, if you, realize it. Well, yeah, I can see getting depressed, especially if you experience something wonderful and you mm. know, loved and you know, peace and no pain and happy yeah. and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, you're back. And yeah. <laughs> so back, and I can't move, and I'm in so much pain, and I can't talk. And yeah, it was. Um, even when I could walk and talk, I, I I used to phone my poor daughter up day and night crying. That She had to go through so much listening to me saying, I wish I'd died. I wish I'd stayed there. I really did have a massive emotional trauma of being back here. But if we fast forward three years, Cathy... It, mm -hmm. I now, my attitude has completely changed and I, it truly was a blessing. Do you know what I mean? I've, my, I've, I've come to terms and actually look at it as a blessing that I experienced these wonderful souls mm -hmm. in the spirit world. So, um, but yeah, it, um, it was a hell of a readjustment. And I don't know if you've spoke to other people and whether they've experienced that too. Yeah, they have. They, 
there's many who experienced that they didn't want to come back. One guy I had on, he argued. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, bless. Staying, yeah. Well, the, the guy that interviewed me said he begged to come back because he loved his wife so much and he wanted to continue. Aww. So when we were talking and he was interviewing me, he was like, how could you not want to come back? I was like, I'm sorry, but I didn't. That's how I felt. You know, I can't tell you any different, but yeah, he's like, so you fought to die and I fought to live. I said, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> but yeah, they, they just, it wasn't my life plan to die at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I do believe it was my, it was their plan to show me, well, you're going back, but you're going back and you're going to be a better person because we are going to show you what you how you you know how another person can affect somebody else um and i think that was my lesson Mm -hmm. you know to be conscious of everything i say and do now because i am a different person for it i'm a better person for it Mm -hmm. i'm definitely a more some people would say i'm naive soft but i i look at the positives and say well no if i can help a fellow person out i will and you know i look for the good in people and i forgive i forgive people when they say things that are hurtful to me uh-huh. i think to myself well it's not their fault because they've not experienced what i've experienced oh, they don't and know what I, doing. I also i also say they've got a hell of a shock coming to them when they pass over <laughs> You're so funny, yeah. I was gonna say that, yeah. That's a good one. But yeah, you're gonna you're in front of awakening. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't have a chance to come back. <laughs> but, but um, you're lucky yeah, you been... did. You you're lucky that you had a chance to come back and, and I know we're choking about it, but it is a blessing. You know, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to change and but also too you're sharing your message. And yeah. uh, I hopefully you can write a little book or something that can get out there that, you know, that can, you just never know. You never know. I'm, des- I'm desperately trying to find pictures that could show what I saw. And because I'm not a very good artist. You need to find um, an illustrator. An illustrator. I, yes, I need to find an illustrator so that people can see what I saw. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It really is. These people, these souls that greet you mm-hmm. are so full of love. Uh, it's. I really do look forward to going back. Mm-hmm. when it is the right time for me I really do but um and also Kathy since since um since my awakening mm-hmm. um a lot of more spiritual things have happened to me it's almost like a, a little door's been left open Aww. so that's interesting too you know so you know I hear things and I sense people around me souls around me and mm-hmm. I can kind of yeah it's that's that's a blessing too mm-hmm. and awakening I mean a warning too to be careful and and because uh, when you have these beautiful experiences you have to be careful because there are people out there that can hurt you and laugh at mm. you and yeah people can be mean you know they can be Good God, they can. Mock me. And, and I think, do you know what? 
I've had a couple of people mock me, um, and it's like I rise above it. And I think, well, I pity them because, again, I know they're going to have a a shock when they go over to the spirit world and they and they see what I saw and the beauty and the love, and they also will have to face their actions. Um, so, really. I, I, I pity is such a harsh word, but I feel for them. Um, uh, and it's that's why I won't I won't retaliate with a harsh word or anything on that. OK, I just thank them for their uh, opinion and let them go on with the rest of their day. Did they tell you Did these spirits tell you that they loved you? And uh it's not the it's not the telling it's the feelings i mean yeah. the, the you felt the love uh -huh. they didn't even they didn't have to say it it was like um i, I tried to say to people because they say oh try and explain it to me and i'm like okay so you're in a relationship and you're in love and you're so happy so imagine this cup of pure happiness and joy and you're you're this is a beautiful cup and it's full to the brim and you're really happy and everything's great yeah that's great isn't it yeah you think the cup's full yeah well with spirit it's like you could put that cup in an ocean because love from spirit is is endless it's it's like um, a limitless, endless flow of beautiful. It, it, you couldn't fit it in a cup. A cup is too small. Um, so this love that they, they, oh, my God, it just radiates from them. They don't have to use words. I knew I was loved and I knew I was cared for and I knew I was looked after. We're all looked after. Do you know they love every single one of us. Yes. So it's wonderful. And it I look at you as a blessing to have the opportunity to see your life. How did you feel when you were looking at your life? You know. Wow, it's um so in the beginning, like when it first started, I'm like I was a bit confused. I'm like, what's going on here? You're showing me memories like of my dad chucking me up in the air and catching me and and like um, laughing on a swing when I'm in the park and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you'll get shown um, as I got older, I was shown more, more memories and things. And it kind of probably it was. I, probably when I got to my teenage years, mm -hmm. when I was a bit more feisty and a bit more argumentative, and they were showing me the good and the bad in that, the good things that I'd done and said to people and the bad things that I'd done and said, or they'd show me a memory that was very significant to me, that somebody had said or done something hurtful to me. And that it was probably at my teenage years that it dawned on me. They're showing me all these things for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so I relaxed a bit and just watched every memory that they showed me. It was like, it wasn't outside. These visions were put in my mind. So it wasn't like on a big screen in front of me. It was in my, it was implanted in my mind. Um, and they just went through 
and I felt I didn't really feel anything. It was more of an acknowledgement than a feeling. It was like, okay, I get what you're showing me and I get why you're showing it me. Um, so it was like a realisation and an acknowledgement of why. Why why I... It wasn't like a, why did you hurt this person by saying this? It was a, look what you've done. By saying this or doing this, you have hurt another soul. And and we are, they're, like, they're full of love and they want love to generate from from us to another soul mm -hmm. so it's like um i'm not putting myself across very well it's like um because judgment it's not judgment mm -hmm. but it's a re it, the only word i can use kathy is realization mm -hmm. you need to realize that every action every word has an effect on another person and so watch what you say and watch what you do and act from a position of love and kindness because that goes a lot further people will grow and flourish mm -hmm. under under beautiful words rather than harsh words do you know what I mean so yeah yeah so, so your reaction was how long did it take so if you were 30 years old it probably went by really in 20 seconds or something they saw well the I yeah I mean I'm 49 now, so I think, you know, it went along at a steady pace, <laughs> you know, from childhood, through my teens, through my 20s, through my 30s, um, and then through my 40s. You saw yourself get married and all that stuff. I saw myself got married. I mean... Did you see yourself my... react to your parents, you know? Did you see yourself? Uh, well, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. it earlier, and and uh, so, but when you were seeing this, were you just quiet, just watching? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I was quiet. I was taking it all in. Um, it was like being in a library <laughs> and a cinema all at once. You had to be quiet. We're showing you this for a reason listen and watch um so it wasn't like a, a command it was an again it was like a you just knew you knew it was a knowing mm -hmm. i must be quiet and and don't ask questions um just watch and take it all in um but yeah my she see my mum died when i was i was 18 when my mum died she was only 40 um, and I, another question people ask me is when I had this meeting with spirit, did I know anyone? Mm -hmm. You know, was my mum there? Was my brother there? Were, you know, was my grandparents there? I knew these people, these souls that were in this group, but I didn't recognize them by face. I recognized them by heart. So did, was my mum there? I don't know. I think uh, her soul was there, but her physical body wasn't there. So I didn't recognise her body because it it wasn't shown to me. You know, she, she, my mum was quite 
quite a little bit of a chunky lady with dark hair and stuff. They didn't have physical bodies, but I recognised these souls. I knew them in my heart. I knew them. They weren't strangers to me. But I couldn't have turned around and said to you, there was my mum and that one was my brother and that one was my great aunt. Do you know what I mean? It, wasn't, it was just a knowing. I knew all of them. I think every experience, from what I'm getting so far, that uh, it's what you needed at that time, that moment. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you were a little harsh, you know, and but yet you got this opportunity to see your life and now you become more kinder and grateful Definitely. And, and listen to others and forgiving. And mm -hmm. I think that's a blessing to see that. Yeah. Because I think if everybody saw their life, they would make, you know, a change. Changes. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I've said, Kathy. That's exactly what I've said. If you could see your life, you would make changes. You would make changes for the better. And you would treat other people better and kinder. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, but unfortunately, we live in a materialistic world where money is, we are governed by money. We need money to, to live in houses. We need money to buy food. We need, you know, we need money to function. And if people, if you stripped that back and, and dealt with people in a kind manner, it would the world it's almost like part of me now would love to go back to to before the romans because it was the romans that invented money it, i'd like to go back to to the times where we lived off the land and we were kind to each other you know it's like it's never gonna happen but spirit no we live in a materialistic world but unfortunately being in this world People have become selfish and self-centered and they they have a purpose of money equals power, do you know? And I wish that we could live a life where love was the power. That sounds really soppy, doesn't it? <laughs> but that, I really do wish that we could live in a world with love being the power and not money. And the ego. Yes. Yeah, so God, there's some big egos out there. So that's your message to us, to my listeners. That yeah, my my message to you guys is to let love be the power that drives you to be kinder to yourself and to be kinder to others because a smile is contagious, and you don't realise that kind words can actually change someone from having a bad day to going on to having a a, a good day. day yeah yeah that's how much power you have that's how much power words are they can affect another soul and it's for you it's flippant for, but to them it's it's a beautiful interaction and it will carry them through that day so please don't be don't be ignorant like i was yeah I be, just, be kind. I just want to thank you so much for sharing your message and giving us hope and, uh, you know, to watch what we say and, you know, <laughs> you know, for me doing this, you know, um, phenomena and I've stopped and realized, 
my words. I mean, I still have a tendency to. <laughs> well, we are the human. <laughs> yeah, that human part comes out. But I, I'm trying. You know, as long as I recognize it and try. And I think that's what everybody needs to do. We need to recognize what we say and how we treat yeah. one another. But everybody's been on my show. The number one thing they, the number one message they tell all of us is to be kind and love yeah. one another. Be kind. Yeah. Because I think that's what we're going to answer for. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but um, I just want to thank you so much. You are amazing. And for your your message and uh, do you have anything you want to say one more time to all of us? I just want to send you all a massive virtual hug and say thank you to every single one of you that's listened in and I hope my words have helped you. I really do. I hope I've given you some joy and something to look forward to and nothing to fear because Love is the most powerful thing, and I want you guys to share your love. I really do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, and I'm going to close here. This is Stacy from UK. She gave her beautiful experience. And uh, for more of my shows, please tune in to The Phenomena NDE, thephenomenandde.com. To Stacy's show, it'll be up in about an hour, and uh, or you can go to iHeart, Pandora, and all the other places besides Podbean. So, Stacy, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're amazing to be staying up and telling us your beautiful story, your experience, as you say, your experience, <laughs> and um, and and giving us hope. So thank you so much, and you have a great evening over there in UK. I will. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you again. Bye.